last year my father came and uh for the first time because we were there as the podcast we had a booth or whatever uh and ed you enjoyed it right yeah even though i got molested calm down oh no spill the tea what happened uh somebody was drunk a woman and uh kind of was a little too forward i'll leave it at that oh my goodness because <laughs> i felt good afterwards like wow look at me but then i realized <laughs> she was very drunk and i said yeah, you know what it was a good event i i uh i took a, the one that i took away it was a lot i took away but what i remember most is money is cheap now so now might be a time to borrow some money because the interest rates are very low. Yes, there's a lot of small business incentives out these days. I don't know how it is down there, but um, like our my mortgage rate is lower than I've ever had. It's my third mortgage. It's the lowest one I've ever had. And it's very easy to borrow money these days. And um, I went into this whole thing with um, the, like the capital that I had gotten from the sale of my marital home. So... I use my own investment um, to start my business and I've already like made that money back like big time. Um, so I was fortunate like that. It just happened to be, I mean, you know, I guess good timing. I know that sounds bad, but like good timing as far as finance, like finances go. Um, so I've been looking into like, you know, there's a lot of uh, grants for women, small businesses, you know, rural communities that kind of thing. So if I need to, like, I, I have a lot of resources. I have a girlfriend, she lives out in Kenora on the west side of Ontario. And she recommended me to a few of these women's programs that are, you know, designed to help female entrepreneurs get, get where they need to be. And I, well, I don't need it right now. Um, I might need it down the line. And I kind of keep those in my back pocket. But business seminars are what I'm going to start looking into when things are not weird. Um, cause I think I know, I, I obviously want to do passport cause I have to, but, um, technically I think I know pretty much what I'm going to know. Um, but I mean, business wise, like I'm always open to learning about things that work and things that don't work and money, business, marketing, all that stuff. Like I, I'm very open to learning that kind of stuff now. It matters to me now. Speaking of women, <laughs> um, you got any suggestions how we could attract more females and retain them in pest control? I think it's just like a certain kind of person. I had, you know, in every company that I, I've worked for two pest control companies um, before I worked for myself and I've never felt um, unsupported. So like the biggest thing is that the reality is that things are different for us. Um, we're treated differently, whether people want to believe it or not. We're approached differently. Um, people mansplain a lot and we're condescended and I've been in situations where I have been followed and threatened and genuinely scared for my safety um, and I've never felt like the company that I work for didn't have my back and the most important thing is that you know when somebody comes to you and they say you know like I'm uncomfortable going here you got to be like all right no problem and like just you know deal with it however you can it's it's about feeling welcomed and safe and not looked at i know and i know that we are looked at differently but i want to feel like we're that we're part of the gang right and you know there's been situations not really in this industry but um there's been situations that i've been in where i didn't feel supported um by my employer and that's a huge turnoff to me and i think a lot of women are afraid to be in a kind of male-dominated field without that kind of ally 
without that support. So like to attract women, um, you know, you kind of have to be really supportive of the growth and have their back really. Cause at the end of the day, it's, it's really important to feel safe in the workplace. And I think that that's a huge deterrent. And I'm in a lot of women in pest control groups. Um, and we all kind of have the same consensus, you know, like we don't, we don't like certain kinds of way that people treat us. Like we don't, we don't appreciate that. And it, it took me a long time to be kind of comfortable in myself. And, um, and, and a lot of that was my employer was just having my back when I would come to them, like have an open door kind of policy and, um, really listen because it's it, it's difficult for us to say that we're uncomfortable um, and then it's even harder when people are like well you know what it's fine you still have to go which happens like it happens more than people realize and you know if I'm telling you something it's not because I want you to just put it in one ear and at the other I want you to do something about it and um, I think that getting involved with the kind of women's groups that I'm in have showed me that um, we're all kind of in the same boat right and, and we're all the women I know in this field are kicking ass. Like they really, really are. Um, and we've had the support that we need and it's hard to attract women. Like if I were going to hire somebody, I'd love to hire a woman. And so I don't really know um, how I would do that. And I've had a lot of people ask me this and I kind of fell into this business like accidentally. So I don't really know. Um, you just, you have to be open and supportive that's that's really the, the the traits that we're looking for in a business in my opinion so you you, you I'm, I'm gonna sum it up in one my thing you want to feel like you remember the tribe and that your opinion right. that you're valued right like i don't want to feel like you know like this guy knows you know more than i do even though i've been doing it twice as long just because he's a man like i don't like feeling like that and now that i do my own thing i don't take that kind of attitude but when you work for somebody you kind of feel like you have to take that. So call out, you know, the other staff that are, you know, doing this kind of thing, right? And that's, I think, the biggest way that we're going to, you know, gain some sense of work equality um, is by calling out the people who think it's okay to make, you know, weird jokes or who think it's okay to undermine what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm more than my gender, you know what I mean? Like, I know my stuff. Right. And I don't, you know, and I know that a lot of women, most women, all women really don't appreciate that kind of attitude um, in a man's workplace where they feel like it's like a men's locker room, right? Like it's not a very attracting place to, to feel like that's the kind of uh, talk or behavior or um, things like that. Like I've, I've worked with plenty of guys where I'm like, you can't, you can't, you can't talk like that. You can't say that kind of thing. Right. And they're like, oh, okay. Right. And when I have the support of my employer being like, no, you can't say that kind of thing and call it when you see it. You know, like, well, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get more retention, right? If women, you know, women in the field know that you have their back because it's, it sucks when, you know, when you're not believed or when you're brushed off, that kind of thing, it really sucks. It's different for us, right? So I, I've just, I've been blessed really, honestly, mostly there's, there's been very few of that, but uh, from employment anyway. So that's, that's really, that's, that's the only answer that I have because I don't really know. It's a great answer. So you know Pwipum, uh Professional Women in Pest Management. Are you involved with that at all? Um, not as much as I would like to be. Um, we don't have a massive female community um, in this business in Canada, in Ontario anyway. I know a handful, but not as many as I would like to. So I'm, I'm hoping that once I have a little bit more time and maybe even over the winter, I'm going to connect with some more women and 
uh, see kind of what kind of engagement we can get. Um, but I know that there's women's groups all over the world, um, mostly within the ones that I know of anyway, are centered within North America. But um, being a member of the Professional Women in Pest Management has been um, very rewarding to me where I feel like I can relate. And when I see the success of women, like I am a huge fan of girl power. I love seeing women just dominate what they're doing. And um, it, it motivates me to do better every day. And it motivates me to motivate other women. So when I, you know, when I hear women wanting to get into it, I'm like, do it, do it, do it, do it. You're going to love it. Um, you know, and then if you don't come to me and I'll hire you kind of thing. Right. I've had, I've actually had a few female friends that I know be like, are you hiring it? And I'm like, no nah, girl, not yet. You know, but when I, when I do, you know, like I'll let you know kind of thing. And um, as long as you can get over like the squeamish factor of it, um, women do great at this. You know, we're just, we're naturally um, empathetic normally, I find. And, and we're really suited to the customer service industry, um, especially this one where we can solve problems. And I've been using the fact that I'm a woman um, to my advantage in my own business. It's people love it. Like I've had women call me be like, I hired you just because you're a woman. Right. And I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> okay. But uh, you know, I, I get that kind of thing where, where women want other women in their house. You know, they want to, they want that kind of thing. So having a woman has been like, when I first started at the first company I was at, they put me in apartments because they knew that I would have a better tenant response rather than some like, you know, big, scary looking dude. Like they, they wanted to, to see how that went and it went good for them, but not good for me because that was, you know, a really stressful, too much people interaction, too much negativity. I didn't like it, but I mean, there's opportunity. The reality is that it's like, it's kind of a weird business. You kind of got to be a little bit um, weird, <laughs> I guess, to like be in this business. Um, it's certainly not for everybody. And um, the people that you do find, like the women that you do find are often um, really tough, really smart, um, and just really good people. And so if, if we can get more women involved, um, we can, you know, kind of take over the world sort of, you know, metaphorically speaking, and um, we can, we can really open up this, this field to be more inclusive because right now it's, I mean, while it is, it's a very small majority of technicians and owners that are female and it shouldn't be like that because we're great at this. Um, it's just a matter of clicking in a woman's mind or even like a little girl's mind, you know, I like bugs. I like helping people. I can do this kind of thing. It's just pest control was never on my radar, honestly, until I got into it. Like it just kind of fell into my lap one day, but I never sat there and thought, you know, I think I'd really like to just sit and kill bed bugs all day. Like I never, that never crossed my mind. But I think if I had a scene, some kind of like promotion or like, you know, advertisements showing women in the field. Like I know Orkin does that. They've got, um, you know, their advertisements and they've always got a female tech and, and that's great. It kind of, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I can do this. Maybe this is good money or maybe this is, you know, fulfilling or whatever. It's not for everybody, but I'm, I'm hoping that in the coming years, it's going to be a bigger thing. And in the years that I've been doing this, I've met more and more women and new women in the field and, um, you know, veterans of the field. And I've just, I've learned something from all of them. You know, it's funny you say that because in my own experience, that's where I learned a lot of uh, in the field experience from, from guys that had been in it for 30 or 40 years. 
and uh, some of them didn't want to talk to you. And thank God a few of them took you under their wing. I remember this one guy, John Kennedy. Um, this guy got shot out of a plane in World War II. He was in a, a prisoner war camp for a year. This guy, and I, I'm sure you can't do this anymore, but I, I met him one morning. He was going to take me out and teach me about rats. He's cooking up something from leftover scraps of food that he ate at dinner. And he's putting this thing, thallium sulfate in it. Like the sorcerer's apprentice. And he told me, he goes, wait to see how this work, kid. We went out there and we put it around and we came back like the next day. And it was a bunch of dead rats. I go, we wiped them out. He goes, no, we didn't. There's always a few rats that are much smarter than the rest of them. They watched these guys die and they didn't touch it. He goes, but we knocked them down. So he goes, because we should look around and see if we can find any that they didn't eat because if a dog or a cat gets it, it's going to kill them too. I'm like, wow. You know, he went on and we were using cyanide another time. We're blowing this dust in and he hands me a baseball bat. Oh my God. Because they're going to come out, hit him, hit him. It was sort of like, you know, very, very basic stuff, but it was fun. Eventually you, you, you learned, uh, you, you met some people that, um, helped you out business-wise, which you really needed after a while more than you needed learning how to kill things, you know? Yeah, I never thought that I could do this. I honestly, you know what? Like, I'm, I don't even eat meat. <laughs> um, I'm like a huge animal lover. Like, I've got cow decorations all over my house. And, um, you know, I, I never really thought that I would be good at killing stuff. Um, and, you know, obviously, like, I don't sit there like, ha 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 ha, like, you know, enjoying stuff like that. Like, I am good at it for some reason. And people are always, like, weird to find out that, uh, you know, that I am such a huge, you know, animal lover. And, you know, I'm all about, like, the nature and stuff. And I've, I've had people be happy with how environmentally conscious I try to be. Like, I make sure that, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm very, very careful. And if they've got pets, I make sure I give them the whole, I've got this great big spiel, um, about it. And, um, you know, I have a, I have a sticker on my truck that says I break for turtles, <laughs> right? So, um, I kind of incorporate, you know, my, the, the necessity to remove vermin, um, you know, with, with the desire to do it the, really the best way that I can. Um, right. and Steven Van Tessel. I'm sure you know who that guy is. Um, I saw a thing he did in Pest World. I think it was last year. It might have been the year before. I can't remember. Um, and he, he had said something in his seminar that just kind of stuck with me. It said, he was like, okay, you have to assume that you're always being watched. And I really took that to heart and how I do things that, you know, and it's probably true. Um, you're always on camera. Like there's always, you know, the day of social media, you can't do anything without being recorded that stuck with me and exactly how I do literally everything in this business is I have to keep in my head that somebody could be watching and not to put my own, you know, to put like my own everything on the line to do something easy or something stupid or, you know, something the wrong way. And that's really stuck in my mind as something that I got to keep in mind is that, you know, you just, you have to pretend that somebody's watching you. And, and that's, I, I apply that every single day. I agree with you. When I started, we didn't have that problem, but I wanted people to watch me to see how I was crawling around, how I was moving stuff, how I was getting. To... So I enjoyed people watching me. It's a good way to increase the business. You talked about you fell into the business. I was, we went up to this place, Greenwood Lake, where you went to meet women back in the day. 
And my friend showed up late and I said, what the hell are you, what the hell? You're a day late. So he got this job in pest control and he says, you're always cleaning halls and stuff on the weekends. So he says, you know, and try this. I said, yeah, we went out and after about two or three stops, I said, I can't do this. I can't stand the smell of this crap. So, you know, we're using your car. You got to stay. Anyway, we went back and you got paid. It was piecemeal. How many stops you did? Anyway, guy gives us money. I'm looking at this money in my hand. I figure half of it is for my friend, but he's giving him the same amount of money. In one day, like more than half of what I make in a week at the bank. And I said, you want me to back next week? And he goes, yeah. So we leave. My friend goes, what happened to you? You were going to quit. I says, this happened to me. He goes, you're going to get used to the smell. I go, when we started drinking whiskey, I didn't like that either. That worked out. I'll get this work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get used to it. Some and things then, you can't do. And you just yeah. love it. You know, you, something clicks in your head like, I could really, I could really do good at this. Yeah, that's what happened to me. I just, it yeah. just clicked. Yeah. 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 And I like the money. So everybody. Well, yes, that's a big factor. Let me tell you. you, you, you you're driving, you, know, you drive a better car, you dress better. And I think you, you present yourself better. Like, you know what? This is me. And um, you feel better about yourself and life gets a lot better. That's really what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to make a good quality of life for me and my dog. And, you know, no, I want to buy the things dog, I want to buy. Your dog, Rogue, you don't take him to work with you? She's a girl. But no, okay. I don't. Well, uh, you know, I had a dog, <laughs> Daisy, mother of 29, um, used to go to work with me every day. And that was like little, a dog, maybe she weighed 25 pounds. I used to be sitting out by the truck every morning when I'd come out, jump in the truck. And it just made it what could have been a lonely day because you're alone. You meet these people, but you had your friend Daisy or Rogue in the car with you. Maybe I don't I know. She's, she's really, really friendly to the point where she's almost like too friendly. And uh, she's just going to get in my way and, you know, like lick my face. And um, I can actually hear her walking down the hallway now. She's, she <laughs> is like, she's just the best. And, I use her as my little mascot and see, she heard her name. She wants to get in the door now. You know, Daisy, when I, when I get out to do a stop, she'd go over and sit in my seat. So in the winter, when I'd come out, I go, oh, thanks for heating up the seat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute. That's what I do it for. I do it for my, for my puppy. She's, she's yeah. the best. So that's what all kind, I want. What kind of dog? Um, I don't know. She's kind of a mystery. Um, I was told that she was a Jack Russell in a pug when I got her, but like, there's no way. I think she might yeah. be border terrier in pug. She's about 36 pounds. I think she's actually a little bit heavier now, um, but it's mostly muscle. She's just running all over the place. So she's about 40 pounds and yeah. uh, she's, you know, golden. She's all, she's got like the wire first. So I think maybe border terrier, I don't know, but she's my best girl and she's, she's my reason. So um, I want to, you know, give her the best toys and the best food and, you know, the best sheets to snuggle with me in. And, and that's my goal at the end of the day is to come home to my puppy and enjoy my life. And this is how I've been able to do it. And I'm, I'm really grateful. I really am. Good. Good. That it's awesome. And, um, the journey has just begun. We look forward to continuing to speak with you and Obviously, we're all friends on social media, so we, I feel like I've watched this whole thing unfold. Um, yeah. One of the yeah. About social media. Um, and we certainly, I mean, I, we wish you the best and we look forward, I look forward to hearing how you made your first uh, hire of a female and how it's, you know, 
just watching you grow and continuing to have these conversations. I mean, it is really what this is all about. Our podcast and really our industry is everybody helping each other and being happy for each other, which is one of the unique things about our industry, I think, where people are supportive and um, nobody's trying to like, oh, I did this, I can't help you. You got to figure it out on your own. You are, a lot of people are willing to help again, which is you know, so many. You know so what many. the thing is though too? As you get in with this industry and you meet people, you feel like, oh God, nobody's got this problem I got. Uh, and then you start talking and either they got the same problem you got or yeah. you meet this golden guy or golden woman. Yep. They had the problem and this is how they solved it. Oh, and, and you know, everybody's talking. Of course, you got these guys that tell you they're, they're making a million dollars and usually they're full of crap. But anyway, <laughs> they, and then you meet these treasures, these these older, these old guys that were a lot younger than I am now, but they kind of took you <laughs> under their wing and they said, listen, kid, you know, you're not doing this right and maybe try this and save you some money. So, you know, you paid at the time like 25 bucks to go to the meeting and some meetings you just went, oh, this is crap. But you go to that meeting where you got something, some gold was given to you. That, that's why I was going. We had once a month meetings here in New York, and uh, I met some really good guys, and I knew who, you kind of know who the competition is, and you know who are in the business, but they're not competition. I, exactly. I'm not looking at it as competition. I'm looking at it as allies, and there's enough work yeah. for everybody, and um, I feel like I, I've, I've learned so much from so many people. Everybody, everybody has just been awesome. Like if I got a question, I just ask it. And then like five minutes, like I have the answer. And then if somebody asks a question and I know the answer, I want to share that. And yeah. this is such a tight knit business and such a huge community and network of people that, um, I've, I've gotten business advice and technical advice and, um, you know, like even just situational advice you're like what do i do when this like this thing keeps happening like what do i do and how should i organize this how should i market this and anything i've had like somebody knows the answer and you know there's just there's so many so many awesome people in this business and this is this is the business i feel like i belong in um and i, I couldn't be happier you know being, being part of this i love it it's amazing thank you guys for watching my journey and you know being part of it and you know, it's been two years since the last time we spoke and so much has happened and I watch you guys too and I can see you guys on social media and, you know, I love Ed's little, you know, good morning, the Mr. and Mrs. America thing. I love, I, I live to hear that. I love it. And uh, you guys are really awesome. And uh, I really appreciate you guys having me back here and, um, and we'll talk again soon for sure. Good. Good. 100%. Uh, once again, everybody, Joey Buns, Colony Confidential. I want to thank you for listening. We have Rachel Mendez from what part of Canada again? New? Southeastern Ontario. From Southeastern Ontario. Um, you may have seen her two years ago on our podcast. She just started her own business. Uh, she's crushing it. We look forward to checking in with her and watching her journey and seeing her growth. Thank you again, Rachel. Uh, it was great. To thank you so much, guys. Great to chat with you. Mr. and Mrs. American, all the ships at sea. Thanks for listening. Why don't you go and subscribe to colonyconfidential.com? Going to learn something. And why don't you leave us a review? You like what we had to say. You disagree with what we had to say. You don't like us personally. You know, whatever you think. You got a problem you can't solve, let us know. Maybe we could help you.
Your problem that you have now, we've probably been through it. And if we haven't, we'll find somebody who has and we'll get you an answer. All right, Mr. and Mrs. America, don't forget, subscribe to ColonyConfidential.com. Thank you for listening.